Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? Or what shall a man give in return for his soul? Matthew sixteen twenty four through 26 Our lives will never be easy. Everyone will face suffering. Everyone will face hardship. And Jesus knew that. He knew that his disciples would have to deny themselves and take up their cross. This isn't just some pithy saying. Jesus was talking about literal death here. He knew that in order for his disciples to be faithful to him, some of them would have to die. We today live in a blessed society. In America, we have an abundance of blessing, running water, abundant food and resources, reliable shelter, laws that guarantee our rights before the government. The people in the early days after Jesus ascended to heaven did not have these things. Jesus himself did not have these things. And yet we as Christians today are unwilling to face the most mundane of troubles. Whether it's selfishness or pride, we will not pick up our cross and join the death march. Our call is to suffer. Our promise is that we will suffer. And it is a sin to capitulate in the face of that suffering. We cannot destroy our marriages in the name of our own ideals. We cannot leave society and cloister ourselves in convents away from the world and away from its problems. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Christ commands us to be willing to die for his namesake. If doing right by God and obeying what he has commanded, no matter how painful it might be, causes us to die, then we have Christ as our gain. For as the Apostle Paul said, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. As we live our lives, we live them in subjection to the authority of Jesus, the eternal God, the creator of the universe, and he does not allow us to pick and choose which of his commands we want to follow. His word is absolute. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his soul? If we live a full life on earth, one with great physical abundance, healthy, wealthy, and wise, and yet we have not Christ, then we have nothing. We are not called to be Christ-like when it is convenient for us, but rather we are called to be Christ-like when it means our very lives are at stake. We must be willing to leave jobs, to leave family, to leave friends, not for our gain, but for the sake of Christ's kingdom. We cannot hold on to our own selfish ways of living and cling to Christ at the same time. As a child, I had a book called Adam Raccoon in Lost Woods. In this book, Adam Raccoon is supposed to be following the king through a scary forest. But Adam is so distracted by his own worldly possessions that he takes his eyes off the king and is lost in the woods. Adam was unwilling to lose all that he had for the sake of following his king. We cannot be this way. We must be willing to lose our comfort, our jobs, even our very lives, especially when it means we won't be getting anything in return. For as we suffer, so too did Christ suffer. He died that we might live, his life for ours, so that our eternal condition might be one of joy rather than suffering. Christ died so that while we might suffer today, tomorrow he will restore all things and make all things new. And that is the crux of the cross.